You're listening to the Simple Balance Podcast. I'm your host, Tammy, a certified professional bookkeeper with over a decade of experience as a business problem solver, and I'm on a mission to stop business owner burnout. As business owners, we often are overstressed and pulled in so many directions. It can be hard to find safe places to have real conversations about the struggles that Canadian business owners face. So if you want to hear real conversations about the reality of running a business and learn some simple solutions that could help you have less stress and more free time, you're in the right place. In today's episode, I have a special guest, a longtime business owner who recently burnt out. Today, we're having a candid conversation about some of the things we've noticed on our path to burnout. Now, let's get down to business. Today with me, I have somebody who... I would say completely understands how hustle culture has redefined how we run businesses and how it's not always for the better. I'm in a unique situation where all of my siblings run businesses and we have for many years. So I'd like to introduce my sister, Barb Atkinson. Thanks for having me today. Barb, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I just found it interesting that um, you had mentioned that all of your siblings have run businesses over the years successfully for many years. And I'm going to start off by saying, yes, I also have run a business and many different businesses, whether it was in the retail sector, restaurant sector, financial, and my earliest business being I think I was around 11 or 12 and was very involved in the babysitter's club books. And my girlfriends and I created our own babysitter's club. So the entrepreneurial dream has been part of my existence for almost, excuse me, my entire life. So um, the hustle, it's real. And it was interesting that you use that word. I forgot that you guys did that. (laughs) My first entrepreneurial job was setting up in accounting software. That wasn't really accounting software. Um, (laughs) So I was setting up the neighbor's books in Quattro Pro so that she could track her income coming in and her expenses going out to make doing her income tax easier. In Quattro Pro? Yeah. (laughs) You do realize that you just dated yourself there, right? I do. I don't even know if the software exists anymore. Maybe it does. I don't know. I haven't heard that that term in a lot of years. So maybe I'm dating myself too on that. Recently, you know, the last 10, 15 years, I'd say, I've been very active in a financial firm or a couple of different firms um, where the hustle was incredibly real and I know probably last week Tammy you and I were chatting about this conversation that we were going to have today and and you were talking about you know that hustle culture and I thought oh my gosh you know not only is it real right I lived it for many many years but not only is it it's absolutely out there and we're we're experiencing it especially in a business world but it's expected of us Right. Although um, many firms will tell you it's so important to have a good work life balance. 
but really that's not the culture that's being created. You know, and it's the last probably year and a half, two years for me has been life altering. And there's been a ton of learning for me, right? Recognizing and it's, you know, I haven't been in a business where I've been working in a business for myself since February of 2020, right? So we're talking a year and a half. And it was probably a month ago that I recognized I was burnt out, <clears throat> excuse me, that I had been burnt out from many, many years, mm-hmm. but I didn't even know I was burnt out until a month ago. And which is shocking, right? I'm an extrovert. It's who I am, always have been, you know, loved, loved the party, not as necessarily the party atmosphere, but I loved being part of that, you know, group of people having open discussion, regardless of what it was, to now I find I get peopled out. And so understanding what an introvert has experienced their entire lives, I'm, I'm now recognizing that, wow, what a, what a situation, right? That, that I, I put myself in because I could have said no, but I could have balanced better. So what made you realize that you were burnt out? I was um, having a conversation with you actually, Tammy. And I was talking about getting back into um, some sort. I wasn't sure what direction I wanted to go in. So I have been very successful in, you know, the businesses that I've run over the years to the point where, you know, it's not tooting my own horn, but, you know, number one in Canada and um, top sales and whatnot, which has been extremely, you know, there's been a ton of pride in that. Mm -hmm. And then recognizing that I now know that I need a better work-life balance. And so I've been focusing on that. Like, what does that look like? Where do I want to go? How do I want to do it? Right? Lots of scattered thoughts and, and processes. And then um, recognizing that I needed to get back into some sort of field and realizing the, I'm not sure if anxious is the right word, but Um, because I've never really experienced anxiety, but I would say there was an anxious feeling in, oh my gosh, right? Now now the grind starts again. Now I got to get up at 3, 3 3.30 in the morning and look at my emails and, right? Because my day started at 3, 3 3.30 in the morning because I had to. It's the only way I could get done what I had to get done or what I perceived I needed to get done in a day. And then going straight through till you know, nine o'clock when I was crashing in bed and, and the anxiety or the anxious feeling that came from, I don't know if I have it in me anymore to do that, right? I don't, do I need to? No. Do I want to? I absolutely do not want to do that again, right? Because although I've been extremely successful in business and building and connecting relationships with different people, right? All varieties Mm -hmm. of life over the years. The one thing I have not been successful at is keeping the relationships in my personal life strong and connected. And there's a ton of personal growth that comes from 
knowing that. I think, like, I truly know that now. <laughs> and um, I recognize my ownership in the destruction, right, of some of those relationships. A similar theme that happened over here, too. But it, it wasn't just personal relationships I was destroying. It was also my health, yeah. right? Like, before mm-hmm. I started this last business, um, which I've adored doing, and there's been some great points of it. But, you know, I'm several sizes bigger. I'm a lot less comfortable in my body. Sometimes when I go to do something, I don't have the physical strength that I used to have to be able to do it. And part of that is from the hours I have spent sitting at a desk, typing on a keyboard. Yeah. Right? And not because I didn't feel like I had time to stop Mm -hmm. and make a good lunch. Like there were days I would skip lunch and I would be so stressed. And when I'm stressed, I naturally go to candy. Gummy candy is my kryptonite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, there's that aspect of it too. I want to blame COVID because I also, right, have put on a few pounds my hair has never been longer than it is only because I was, I, we haven't been allowed to go get haircuts. And, um, but you know, you saying that, right. Your health, you've allowed your health to, to go a little bit right by not getting outside maybe as much as you used to. And, and, and I think this point I'm about to make is really important in, um, my own personal mental health, my own mental well-being. You know, about probably 10 years ago, I got very active in the outdoors. I absolutely adore, you know, trees and water and and just feeling the grass, the dew on my feet right after a fresh cut. And um, so probably 10 years ago, I spent just under a hundred nights under the stars, right? Whether it be in my tent, it was always in a tent or it was physically under the stars. And probably 50 of those nights I spent on the water or in the water, right? Sailing, canoeing, or just swimming. And that was my happy place. That's where I went just to unwind and and recognize who I am and what I needed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And then you know, about gradually it got less and less to the point where there was one year where I did not spend not even one night outside, nor did I spend any time on or in the water. And one of my girlfriends, who's a psychologist, she said to me, right, it was her that said, Barb, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're so focused on on work and everything else that you're not even taking the time you need to be outside so I think the whole reason for that that little blip there that I was saying is we need to recognize when other people see what we are doing to ourselves right because mm-hmm. I didn't recognize it um, the other day Tammy you and I were talking about the time that we spent in our businesses and right like I, I used to own a cleaning company many many moons ago and I liked cleaning my house. I, I enjoyed getting down and doing the nitty gritties, you know, wiping baseboards or whatever it was. And, and that sense of accomplishment that came from it, right? This is my home. I take pride in my home. And then I just got so busy at work 
or right. I'm telling myself I'm so busy at work that I hired a woman to come in and clean my house, which was right. She was lovely. And, and I, that relationship I built, built with Nellie was incredible. And, but it became, it used to be one day a week to the point where I had Nellie coming in every day of the week, nine to five, right. Paying her full-time job to do my laundry and clean my house and do my grocery shopping and, and take care of the animals. And right. Like she took care of one of the things that I prided the most. And again, right. Oh, good. I have her. Now I can spend more time on my business. Right. Mm -hmm. So the, there's been um, some soul searching and, and time spent reflecting on the decisions I made and how they led to essentially February 2020 total burnout. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with um, taking a task and giving it to someone else to do because I think delegating, no, yeah, yeah, delegating, especially as women, we tend to hold too much and try to do it all. So, I, in one hand, I think it was good that you were trying to delegate, but it wasn't healthy how you were taking that additional time that you got and was like, okay, I'm going to spend more time here, which is actually maybe not what you needed at the time. But well, exactly. We, we have this concept that busy means we're being productive. And mm -hmm. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I don't know about you, but I know for myself, I had trouble with boundaries and limits and I got better as the years went on. Like, I think the moment where it really occurred to me that I was not setting good boundaries was when there was a particular client I ended up parting ways with. And, you know, I had spent multiple evenings trying to sort out problems that she was having because as business problem solvers, that's what we did. You come to us with your problems and we solve them. But I wasn't very good at communicating. I can only be available to you during these times. And so my daughter would be waiting for me to make dinner or to hang out with her. Or, you know, I'd barely see my child before I ran her off to some activity. And then she'd come home and we'd have to get ready for bed. And then she'd have to go straight to bed. So I was actually missing my child, even though I worked from home. <laughs> and, you know, when I parted ways with that client, you know, it's, it, they didn't care that I had spent my evenings fixing their problems instead of with my family. Because why? Mm -hmm. would, I didn't tell them no. I didn't tell them that that wouldn't work for me. I didn't set those boundaries and I didn't set those limits. There were many weekends I was working because I just, I didn't have a good grasp of boundaries. And I almost felt sometimes like I was being shamed if I felt like I needed to take time off. And just to be clear, that shame was not coming from my partner in life. If anything, I was getting the opposite from there. Like, you need to take some time for yourself. Later, I think that's a lesson I learned. And I was really good at communicating and just not even checking my email on weekends. That, yeah, right? Like, 
is you mentioned some of these things and i think is as women we feel like we have to be everything for everybody right and and i really feel i feel i'm very good at setting boundaries and very clear expectations i can say that i do set very clear expectations but now that i reflect right maybe my boundaries weren't as clear maybe i didn't set those out as well as i should and 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 i don't know if that comes from a place of right one of my love languages right my love language is acts of service and quality time so that's what i give out and that's what i need to receive in return and you know pro i don't know how long ago a couple weeks maybe as i'm soul searching and figuring out what's gone on with me and and some of that ownership and in recognizing burnout i think somebody asked me if i was a people pleaser and i said no like no i'm not a people pleaser and then just recently it's like i got thinking about it again well am i a people pleaser right so i start watching or paying attention to how i'm reacting and how i'm answering some questions and and oh my goodness right i'm 43 years old and i i just recognize i am a people pleaser and right so that i need to create a boundary for myself to make sure that that i'm not always doing that yeah it's important to please people because again it goes with that love language is of um acts of service and quality time and right i'm a sales person so i think any sales person would have to be a people pleaser um yeah i just um there's so much recognition and i think in lots of the things that you're saying and and what i'm saying not recognizing that your story is essentially the same as mine right there's clients have these expectations if they texted me at 4 in the morning i answered their their text message at 4 in the morning and then come the evening or the weekend it didn't matter who was phoning me texting me emailing me like i could the thought of my phone making a noise just made me cringe it made me sick almost and to this day you know a year and a half of not being tied to my phone the thought of seeing an email still makes me i don't like emails and voicemail i don't even have voicemail on my phone because i despise voicemail but i'm thinking you don't talk about that i'm not going to put those words out there to other people because it just sounds like i'm lady da and and i don't care i do i absolutely genuinely care about people and and what's going on in their world but oh my goodness can we just not not do it through this piece of the square box i hold in my hand sometimes right at one point in my business um and there was some personal stuff going on as well i actually had to have the ambulance come to my house and connect me to a machine to measure what was going on with my heart cuz i didn't know if i was having a heart attack or not and at Sorry. that point i realized something's got to give and it it was basically just i wasn't dealing with stress effectively and i needed better boundaries so one of the things i did which was the best thing i did 
is I actually paid for a virtual phone service, a, a VoIP phone service, where I could receive texts, I could get voicemail, and when I got the voicemail, it came to me as an email, because I did not want to have to stop, log into a system, press some buttons to hear what somebody had to say to me. I wanted to receive an email where I could just hit the play button, hear what they had to say, and call them back quickly. So, but I kind of digress there for a second. One of the biggest wins from getting that separate service was that my personal cell phone, I was still using it for business because I was using the cell phone to connect to this other service. But my clients other than a few who had had it historically, did not get my cell phone number. They did not have the ability to reach out to me on the weekend because I needed that boundary. I needed that time for me to actually de-stress, to find a way to complete the stress cycle and get myself back to whole so I could go back to the next week and achieve what needed to be achieved that week. You know, now that we're talking about this, I, I and I wonder, I wonder if other people, right, not just you, not just me, but I wonder if there's other business owners, because there's lots of things that we do, little quirks that we have that I think, hmm, is this just a me? Is this a sign of whatever it may be? So there's one thing that I do, and that is I never turn my radio on, right? In my car, I can drive six hours one direction and not turn my radio on once. And and I used to drive 45 minutes to an hour to work every day, and I never listened to my radio. And people would say, wow, that's so weird. Like, it's so weird that you don't do that, right? And I think, is it really that weird? And it's... And for me, I needed that time, right? It, it felt like I, my library, that's what I call my brain. It's my library. My library was such a mess, right? There was just so much going on upstairs that I needed that 45 minutes to an hour just to tidy up, right? To prepare myself for whatever was going on. I think there's a lot of business owners that do stop. Um, maybe not all of them. I know quite a few people talk about listening to podcasts as they're driving and I've tried it. I've done it a few times, but I think it depends on whatever else I'm dealing with at the time, because sometimes I just, I need to not have to think about something 15 minutes to just pause and not have to think or make a decision. Right. Yeah. That kind of burnout when deciding what we were going to have for dinner was hard because it was just another decision I had to make that day or getting dressed that became overwhelming at one point because there was just so much going on and it's like wow Tammy you know you're you're helping businesses decide what to do with millions of dollars but you know you can't figure out what to wear today (laughs) but you know what Ah, it's so interesting that you say that because when I look at my clothes, right, I have all of my business clothes still mm-hmm. and, and I was, they're all nicely hung in the cupboard and, and I have an incredible amount of white 
blouses or tank tops or right something to wear underneath my blazer mm-hmm. and they're all white and I thought holy gosh like can, can you not think of another color because my blazers are bright and my shoes were bright and everything was right there was tons and tons of color but I could have put on a black blazer and something with a ton of color underneath but I think I part of the problem was I didn't know what to wear right so it was easy just uh I could match anything as long as I had a white something underneath my blazer and um decision making so I think that's one of those things that you just unconsciously you don't even know you don't even know what you're doing you're just making these decisions because it's too hard to make a decision really I can't tell you how many times I fed cereal for dinner because that was the easy choice yeah but it's embarrassing to say It's embarrassing to say it was just it was easier to say, well, here's your choice of one of five different cereal or here's your choice of one of however many restaurants because I just couldn't do it. Yeah, my my child actually pretty much despises French toast at this point because (laughs) I would push myself to the very last minute trying to squeeze in that that last few moments just get a few more tasks done and then there wouldn't Mm. be enough time to make dinner and I'd be like okay what can I make in 10 minutes or less Mm -hmm. Um, raisin bread and eggs okay we're having french toast and scrambled eggs yeah right like I think there was one week French toast three times and you know I'd, I'd change it up sometimes you know I'd I'd go all fancy and wash some blueberries and add them to the plate but <laughs> oh my gosh and then we tried so we tried one of those meal services having to choose what meals would make everybody in my family happy stressed me out and it was cool how the one I was getting came each meal was in one specific box and everything you needed was there. But it was mm-hmm. so much waste. And it was so much work. Like the stuff didn't always come chopped. And I'm like, seriously, you couldn't have chopped that potato for me. <laughs> and generally I enjoy cooking. I love making a meal. Like when we have Thanksgiving, I want the turkey and I want this and I want that. And I want like five different vegetables. And my sister-in-law gets into it with me and we've got this amazing meal. Um, But really when I'm working, I don't want to have to think about dinner. Anything, right? When you're so focused, right? Because I think that's getting back to the burnout piece, right? Where we're so focused on anything that that is a money maker right because that's what business owners are right and and I know there's lots of people out there who are not business owners and they they work in different businesses and and they don't quite understand that concept but at the end of the day when you're a business owner it's always you're always looking at the bottom line right how how is this going to make me money and I know that sounds 
like your stereotypical, right? For some people, they'll say, oh, that's stereotypical business owner. All they're, all they're worried about is bottom line, how they're going to make money and, and screw everybody else. And, and I'm not trying to put a negative spin on it, but at the end of the day, that that's the bottom line. How are we making money? And when you have staff, yeah, you are responsible for making sure that you have what you need, not only to pay yourself and support you and your family, but your staff's yeah. family too. That's a lot of weight on somebody's shoulders. And at the end of the sure day, is. as the business owner, you hold the buck. Whether or not you delegate right. a task to another team member, if they're not doing it properly, it's still your business. You're the person but, who has to make sure it's happening. That's right. But that also, then that takes me to a different point on, on myself, right? I knew what I needed to do day in, day out to make sure, because I, before I even turned on the lights at the beginning of the month, right? I needed to know that I had 12 grand right away turning on lights, paying staff and whatever else, right? So I knew that there was a, this dollar amount had to happen. But in saying that, right, so I set these expectations for myself, these goals, right? This is what I need to do in my business to ensure that my team, that we're all successful. But I also, and I'm taking ownership now, right, in the moment, as well as, and I did in, in, previous but but I, I had three team members an assistant and a couple of associates and my expectations of them even though right I, I set them out clear this is what you needed to be doing and what everybody needed to be doing but even when they met those goals they met those expectations that I had set out it's like I wanted them to be doing more right if, if I was working 20 hours a day I wanted them to be working almost as much as me, which is so unfair. But, and again, is it, is it the hustle? Is that the mindset that big faceless corporations are creating, right? I worked for two major firms in Canada, uh, but the two I'm talking about are just in this last 15 ish years. Okay. And, and I know the atmosphere that they created and and I didn't want to be that big faceless corporation right I, I wanted there to be a face and for my clients there absolutely was but for my team you know I I often wonder how much undue pressure I put on them as well yeah because with hustle culture you meet one specific goal okay, what's next? I need more. You know, it's, it's this constant striving. And that, that was a really hard lesson for me was trying to figure out, okay, what is enough? And I don't know that I'm even there yet, right? I, I know um, I'm very good at creating goals. And I know that, right, I know what my annual goal is. I know what my monthly goal, my quarterly goal my weekly goals, my daily goals, right? So when we hit our annual goal in June, it's like, oh, well, we did that in six months. Let's try, let's double it. Mm -hmm. And that's when I think 
somebody, and maybe somebody did, and I likely wasn't listening because that, again, is another point where I'm maybe not so successful, and that's at listening to um, feelers that people put out for me to check in. And But, right, and, and maybe that's one of those points where I should have been paying more attention to, you set your goal, right? The, these were the things you wanted to do. This is the time off. And, you know, I'm just going to call it as I am, and you're going to have to edit out the swears. But, you know, I was a complete asshole in some of those relationships. So when I say taking time off, right? So part of my goals every year was I took six weeks vacation. And that sounds, and a lot of people go, oh, wow, that's a lot of vacation. Well, it's a bit of a bit of a joke because three weeks of that was for education, Right, that was me. Three weeks was sleeping. <laughs> I think of uh, two vacations in particular. One, I had a two-week vacation booked to Cayman Islands with my now ex-husband, and uh, I canceled it. Didn't tell him I canceled it because I, I had some goals I wanted to meet, and I was concerned I wasn't going to meet them, which was silly because I'd never not met my goals. But anyway, I was concerned I wasn't going to meet these goals, and I canceled that vacation without telling him. He read the email before I got home, and boy, was he angry, and absolutely, he should have been. And then the very last vacation that we went on together, we went to Vegas for a week, and if anybody's been to Vegas, they know Vegas is loud and music and just incredibly, like, sensory overload. Yeah. And I... Right in that moment, after that vacation, I should have recognized, even though people were telling me, I should have recognized how burnt out I was because I spent that entire vacation sleeping. I'd get up in the morning, go have breakfast, and I'd go back to my room and I'd sleep till dinner that evening and get up and go have dinner and then go back to the room and sleep until morning. The entire vacation like right there should have been some realization there on my part and I guess I just oh well my body needed it. thank you thank you Barb for your candid conversation today I look forward to having you on again in the future I'm not even sure what we're going to get up to there and to our listeners I'm curious what your key takeaway was we can be reached at simple.balance at otim.ca or on Instagram at underscore simple.balance underscore. Thanks so much for listening today. We'll be back in a few weeks with the next episode. I hope you make one small change to make your future self less stressed. <laughs>